Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast from Grace Anglican Church of Grove City, Pennsylvania. Our goal in every sermon is to proclaim the bold truth of the Word of God, especially the undiluted grace of Jesus Christ. If you want to learn more about our church, check out our website at graceanglicanonline.com. The third verse of the 21st chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, uh, our, uh, our scripture passages today um, have a great deal to teach us. Um, I, I could note, <laughs> um, as I, when I left the mountains this morning to the east of Pittsburgh, um, and uh, it wasn't raining. If it had been raining like it has been raining as you all arrived here, um, I would have checked my recollection that there's no raining in the book of Revelation. That is to say, in the end of things, we won't be assaulted in this way on the way to worship, okay? <laughs> um, there is some rain of fire and things like that, but that's not for us. <laughs> so it's just filled with good news, okay? Um, uh, Professor Shepson uh, mentioned uh, the election yesterday of the, the one who will be the ninth bishop of Pittsburgh. I was the seventh. Um, and... Uh, Looking out on all of you this morning, at least the great majority of you, I'm feeling really quite old. <laughs> um, but that's all right. It's wonderful to, to see you all, to see um, so many of you students, uh, the parents who are here, uh, to say God bless you and much happiness and what's ahead. Um, for the gracious, the, the families, the young people, that is the children, um, uh, just a, a, a wonderful welcome from uh, an old warrior. Um, I'm, uh, Professor Shepson was very generous <laughs> in his words about me. Uh, you, you, you know enough in that regard. Really, the only important thing is, like all of you, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Okay? Um, and it's wonderful to be back at Grace Church. It really is. Um, and especially on this Parents' Weekend. Um, about today's scriptures, um, uh, I want to focus especially on, uh, on John's Gospel, on the passage in chapter 21. And you all have it in your leaflets, and you also can open your Bibles. Um, the, the passage um, is about an apostolic fallback <laughs> And a dominical or a Jesus callback. Okay, that's what's going on in the first um, 14 verses of chapter 21 of, of John's Gospel. Um, and again, the magnificent passage from the fifth chapter of the Revelation to John is a, an assurance to us of uh, no matter what we face today, no matter what the storms are, uh, that the the end of the story is that it turns out exceedingly well. 
awesomely well um, by the lamb and because of the lamb who was slain. Um, What I want us to do is to look particularly at at John 21. um, And as you sort of have that passage in front of you, uh, just to to tell you a, a, a brief personal anecdote, Last fall, um, I finished uh, 64 autobiographical essays that are now at the printers. And after I finished those autobiographical essays, um, which a lot of folks asked me to print, it will make some fascinating reading. And the whole point of those essays is actually that God can be trusted. That's the whole story of my life. But when I finished the work and I looked at it again, I realized that there was one more chapter I needed to add. And I tell you that because that's a very good way to understand the evangelist John and what's happening in chapter 21 of John's Gospel. You'll recall from the Eastertide readings that chapter 20, the, the last verse of chapter 20, the last two verses... Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Sounds like the ending, doesn't it? The ending of the Gospel of John. But John comes to a place where he decides there's one more story that needs to be told. And that's the story that's in chapter 21, most of which we see in today's gospel passage. Um, If you look at um, John 21, and you set it in its context, what you see is that the resurrection week is over, Passover is over, the Feast of Unleavened Bread is over. You'll remember in John chapter 20 that... There have been resurrection appearances on Easter morning, on Easter night, and then a week later to Thomas um, with the others gathered with him um, when Jesus gives Thomas what Thomas needs to believe. And that's where the gospel comes to its conclusion, except for the 21st chapter called the epilogue, which gets added Um, And why is it that John is telling this story? Again, it's between the the events immediately surrounding Easter, Easter week, and the Ascension and the Feast of Pentecost. And if you look at the story, the fishing is in the Sea of Tiberias, which means that the apostles after that spectacular week and confusing week and awesome week have actually gone up to Galilee and the 80 miles on foot um, would have taken ordinarily four days of walking might have taken for good walkers three days of walking but they've gone up to the north and again where this story occurs is before they make that journey on foot again back to Jerusalem for the Ascension and the Feast of Pentecost. They're up in the north. 
Jesus has told them, we know from the Synoptic Gospels, that they are to go to Galilee where he will meet them. Get all these things, all these stories fit together. Um, the disciples have gone to Galilee. And if you could picture yourself in this, what, what is this, this spectacular event, the resurrection of Jesus and his appearance to his disciples, but what does it mean? I mean the anxieties, the confusions. I mean, what's going to happen next? Again, they, they haven't been told about the ascension. And they don't yet know because it's at the ascension that they're told about Pentecost. So what do they do? What do you do when you're not sure? What do you do when you're anxious? What do you do when you're fearful? The, um, uh, the, the shorthand is under stress or grass, Right? So what do the disciples do? At least some of them. We're told that seven of them go fishing. That's what, they, I mean, that's what at least three of them know how to do. Okay? Because we're told that we've got Peter and we've got um, the sons of Zebedee, which would mean we've got um, uh, James and John. And we're told that they're two unnamed disciples um, one of whom could have been Andrew, which would make a fourth fisherman. But anyway, seven go fishing. Um, what's, what's happened to the other 11? We don't know. Again, like Thomas in the weeks before, who doesn't show up on Easter night and has to be corralled by his brothers a week later. Um, Some have gone fishing. Um, And fishing, you'll understand in our Lord's time, generally was done at night, so they've gone into the darkness. Um, It's done at night, so the fish will be fresh and can be sold at market in the morning. Sound like the old apostles, right? The old fishermen, what fishermen do. Um, And... Literally, they're in the dark, and they catch nothing, as sometimes happens. Um, When it's dawn, they see someone on the beach. And in a very, very interesting way, Jesus uses, at least the, the, the Greek tells us, he uses a word that he doesn't use, that John only uses three times. John uses it here, and he uses it twice in the second chapter of the first letter of John. It's the only time you... Children! Um, It can also be uh, interpreted as lads or boys. Okay? Um, Jesus is gently calling to them. He's... Again, some translations use the word friends in this description. That's not the kind of word he's using. He's using a word that gets their attention. Um, and he, he says, you've, you've been fishing. Have you, have you caught anything? No, we haven't caught anything all night. So what does Jesus do? He tells them to cast the net on the other side of the boat, take from the left, no small bit of labor, move it to the right side uh, of the boat, 
And then there's this great shoal of fish enclosed. You know, the thing is, friends, that um, Jesus knows more about fishing than the fishermen do. But then Jesus knows more about everything than, than we do. He knows more about us. He knows more about our future. And that will bring us to the second part of this chapter 21. The question I want us to think about is, when we're confused, when we're uncertain, how many of you, you know, gracious students, I don't have to worry, you're filled with anxieties all the time. Am I going to pass this test? Am I going to, you know, what's going to And seniors, oh my goodness, what's going to happen next year? Okay, so you... In that mode, uh, you tempt, you're tempted to kind of fall back on what you know how to do. Um, and I, in, it, I know at Grove City that wouldn't be to go out drinking. <laughs> but what is it that, what do you fall back on? That's, that's what the disciples have done. They've fallen back because they're not sure what's going to happen. I mean, Jesus is risen, but what in the world does that mean? Jesus is gentle in his call to them, children. They don't yet recognize him. Um, And he's actually inviting them to a meal. Come and have breakfast. Sort of an amazing story. If we read on in chapter 21 to the end of chapter 21, what we see is that the next thing that Jesus does is three times to ask a question of Peter, do you love me? Just like Peter's threefold betrayal. Jesus forgives Peter. And then John, John who's, um, well, Peter who's worried about John and whether... You know, Peter's been told he's going to be, he's going to meet an unfortunate end. Um, and Peter says, so what about him? What about John? What about the disciple? And Jesus says, never mind what happens to him. It doesn't, you know, we do that too. When, how many times do we change the subject when we're in a pickle? Huh? Right? Oh, it's him. Or what about him? Or you know how it goes. Um, what, what I want to say to all of us this morning, and the reason I believe that John thought he needed to go back and write this chapter and add it as an epilogue to his gospel, is this is about who we are and how we are and how Jesus is in that context. When we're anxious, when we stop following, when we fall back, Jesus graciously shows up and calls us back. It's as simple as that. Sometimes we lose sight of this wonderful, this awesome picture, some of whose songs we'll sing today at communion. We lose sight. We lose sight of how it's going to end, how the story ends. Just as as a footnote here, I think frequently, pray frequently for our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine, for the Christians who are there, their bravery, their ability to face into death. Why? 
because they're actually seeing how it's going to end and evil's going to be defeated. It will be no more. So, when we face into things and we fall back, Jesus shows up just like in this story. That's the amazing thing. He shows up children. Again, not condemnation, just, I wish you were a little more grown up. You ever heard that, friends? (laughs) I expect expect there's been some of that in in your lives. Uh, um, And... And, and, and Jesus, he invites us to feed us. I mean, come and have breakfast. He's made breakfast for us. What are we gathered for today? <laughs> A meal. Because that's what he does. That's what he gives. And before we have the meal, what's going to happen? We're going to be forgiven. The rhythm's all there. It's always the same. For all of us, whether it's students, whether it's parents, whether it's faculty, whether it's family, whether it's townspeople, whether it's the younger ones here, under stress we tend to regress. And that's what this story is about in terms of the apostles. But Jesus keeps coming back and keeps calling back. He finds us graciously and invites us to follow him again. He always keeps setting a meal for us, a meal which is, forgi- is, is filled with his forgiveness and his provision. And he even gives us songs to sing, right? Jesus says to us, whenever we say, I'm going fishing, I'm going back to what I know how to do, following Jesus isn't as easy as what I know how to do. Whenever we do that, Jesus says to us, come and have breakfast. Amen.